Welcome back to the Show Me How to Live Well podcast. Here's your host, Tina Williamson. Hello, friends. Hello, walking wellness warriors. Thanks for meeting me at the gate today. All right, y'all, let's lace up our shoes. Let's stand up tall. Let's take a deep breath and start moving forward. I have had a morning and I'm going to I'm going to dive right into the topic of the day. We're going to talk about vulnerability and I'm going to role model on show me how to live well today. How vulnerability sounds, what it looks like, um what it feels like and yeah, so here we go. You ready? Uh before I dive into that, let me just tell you how much I appreciate you being here. When I speak this stuff out loud into the universe, and today's topic is, it makes me very uncomfortable, but I feel like I um, am doing what I'm supposed to be doing in that sharing realness and rawness and humility and uh, in the most vulnerable way. and my story is just, it, it's its such a sweet story. It's a blessed story. I'm so filled with mercy and gratitude for the support of you and others who walk along with me and give me grace and give me permission to fall and fail and get back up again and, and move forward. Um, I'm just having a day. And last week I had a week, you know, and today... I have been all over planning for a fun weekend in Athens with Lily and Dara who are flying in and Dara's parents are coming in and her brother and his fiance are all coming in. We're staying over in Athens and Neil for the first time in 31 years is going to spend the night in Athens and we're going to have a family time before he gets up and does a three hour pregame University of Georgia football broadcast. Um, and, and it's just been so much fun in the planning process of getting ready for this weekend, but I never have as much time as I think I'm gonna, my house doesn't look the way I want my house to look when company arrives here on Sunday. Cause we're all coming back here on Sunday to spend the night. They've never been to my home. They've never been to Atlanta. Um, yada, yada. But I y'all this morning, woke up thinking I was in a good place with all of it and had yet to record this podcast to get it published and out to you because I've committed to getting this thing out weekly and started recording, wouldn't record, got Nick, got in touch with Nick, Nick came down, helped me record, recorded it again, it still didn't work. So this is take number three and I've been through three crying fits My car is loaded with tailgate stuff. The food is all prepped. I haven't had a shower, but I'm standing here with color on my hair. And if I talk too long, my hair might just fall out. Um, I am in a really vulnerable place. So much I just want to fall apart. The wheels are literally falling off the, the, the bus. So it brings me to what I want to talk about, and that's the the guidepost of living well, right? The guidepost of living with a whole heart, wide open, out loud, real, raw, vulnerable, humble 
humility is the first word that that I just feel like expresses where I am. I'm humiliated that I have all the time in the world to get this stuff right and I don't. So ultimately, the work that I've done on myself, I know, boils down to I'm trying to be perfect in everything I do. Yet again, last week's podcast was on living your priorities. I talked about my perfectionism and how it just pins me a bit against the damn wall. And I want everything to be perfect. And no matter how hard I try, no matter how much effort or pre-planning I put in, it's never enough. And I stumble and I fall and here I stand before you today, (sighs) raw and real and vulnerable to say, y'all, I suck at this. I'm just not good at making things the, the perfect vision that I want them to be. And so what better place to air my dirty secret perfectionistic laundry than right here before you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Can you relate? Uh, some, some of you don't, don't struggle with perfectionism and, and you might not be able to understand what it feels like, what it sounds like. It's an anxiety attack is what it sounds like. That's what it feels like. Hair on fire. It's first world problem shit you know, but it's real. It's real. And I bump up against this all the time. And it reminded me to go to some old notes and pull out my favorite um, thought leader, social scientist, positive psychology, uh, the one, the only Brene Brown who helped map the change in my life some 18 years ago when I started really paying attention to psychology and how to change the way I think. And then when she came out with the gifts of imperfection, it rocked my world. It changed my brain. Um, her along with others, mind you, but sh- but the gifts of imperfection really profoundly spoke to me. And in that book, um, Brene Brown, she, you know, she's done all the research. She's the scientist who has studied shame and guilt and vulnerability. And she revealed in the gifts of imperfection, the 10 guideposts for wholehearted living, which put her on the map to ultimately doing a TED talk called the power of vulnerability. And if you've not seen that TED talk, do yourself the favor. Uh, I myself need to go back and rewatch it just based on where I've been this morning and what I've been feeling these last several weeks, Um, this anxiety inside of me and what's going on. This is what it feels like when you're living in vulnerability, when you're trying to control all the outcomes and they, and where we go when we feel out of control. And she came up with these 10 guideposts. And I want to share those with you today on Show Me How to Live Well. Number one is cultivating authenticity. Learning, um, you know, that what people think of us is none of our business. Letting go of what people think about us. Uh, that was a really, really hard one for me. I tried to control so much in my life for all of my life, if not, you know, most of it, I've, I've learned to let go of a little bit of it, but man, it creeps up on me sometimes. So cultivating authenticity, being authentic, 
Saying you don't know when you don't know. Saying you're sorry when you failed. Saying you're wrong when you're wrong. And, you know, saying I am a hot mess when you are, right? Being authentic and really living in that is one of the guideposts to living with a whole heart wide open, willing to show the world that you don't have it all figured out, that you don't have all the answers, Number two is cultivating self-compassion, letting go of perfectionism. I am smack dab in the middle of this one today. And I will say all 10 of these, I vacillate in and out of them all the time. Some of them I've perfected. I've done the deep dives on. I've worked. I use the word perfected. That's laughable. Ha! I have practiced and I'm getting better at letting go of, but I'm by no stretch of the imagination perfect. I don't think I'll ever be perfect at any of this stuff, but I'm going to keep trying and I have the skills. I have the tools on my tool belt to, to go back and reframe, redirect and refocus um, my footsteps, right? And the, the actions that I want to take to live wholeheartedly. Number three is cultivating a resilient spirit, letting go of numbing and powerlessness. When I get powerless, oh, it's, it's just ugly. I shared a little bit of that last week on living our priorities. And I don't want to be that girl with hair on fire. I don't want to be the girl who's trying to be perfect in everything and control out all outcomes. I want to be present. I want to be fun. I want to be happy. I want to be joyous. I want to be free. You know, I want to show up as that, which is number 10 on the the list. So stick with me because I think you want that too. I think we all do, but let's get there. Number four is cultivating gratitude and joy, letting go of scarcity and the fear of the darkness. Yeah, a lot of us live in this one and I have and I can profess that when you wake up and you pay attention to what you're grateful for or even in the hard moments like where I've been today, if I stop down and I just breathe and remind myself, Tina, you got this. Just breathe, girl. Break it down into manageable parts. One foot in front of the other. Break it down. That's when I know God's kind of slowing the process for me, bringing my mind back to center, balancing out my breath so that I can just tackle the next thing, not the 50 that are on my list, but just the next one. Um, so cultivating that gratitude is is where the joy is. And, and I believe that there's real power in that for wholehearted living. Number five, cultivating intuition and trusting faith. Kind of what I just said, you know, letting go for the need of certainty that things are going to be a certain way and just trusting that God's got the wheel, right? And even saying it out loud, loud, Jesus, Jesus, come take the wheel because I am about to go off the mountain. Um, Number six is cultivating creativity, letting go of comparison. I'm not going to harp on this one too much, but it's a biggie. We're talking about it next week on Show Me How to Live Well. So cultivating creativity. I am a high, high creative, creative person. And this one's very important so much so that we're going to talk a whole 20 minutes on it next week. So stay tuned for that one. We don't want to be comparing ourselves. Um, it's a real dangerous rabbit hole. And we'll talk more about that next week. Number seven, cultivating play and rest. Breathe, letting go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as self-worth. I feel like I've got to do it all. Can you relate to that? 
Do you feel like it's all up to you? Like no one else gives a shit that the whole world would stop be evolving, revolving, that it would just come to a stop and explode if you didn't ha somehow have control? Hmm, I, I'm, that one's all over me today. Play and rest. I need to cultivate more play, more rest. Let go, Tina. Just let go. <laughs> Cultivating calm and stillness. Letting go of anxiety is a lifestyle. Hello. Who does that sound like right now? If you can relate, give me an amen somewhere, y'all. Number nine in living wholeheartedly is cultivating meaningful work. Letting go of self-doubt and the supposed to's. Um, yeah, this one, you know, I don't, I don't struggle with this one as much because I know everything that happens is leading me to the next piece, the next street, the next step, the next action, and that those actions are what's going to create the story that I want to tell about myself. So it all means something. I got this one. Um, but in the, in the throes of anxiety, when I am not calm and still, and I'm not cultivating the play and rest and focused on the creativity and the trusting in my faith and all of the above guideposts I mentioned, then the meaningful work just becomes chaos, right? Uh, and so I have to spend time slowing down and getting back into the rhythms of my practices for the work that I'm doing on any given day at any given moment to mean something, for it to be more fruitful, if you will. And then number 10 is cultivating laughter, song, and dance, letting go of being the cool person and the always in control person. I'm never always in control. Like there's always a little bit of me that's out of control. Um, I'm a gypsy at heart and a wild woman. Um, and so, you know, I, I think there's always just going to be a part of me that looks a little bit of a mess, but I'm a blessed mess now and I don't need to be cool, but I do want to be the laughter song and dance. So wherever I am, I want to, I want to project that light spirit, that spirit that of a woman who's aging well, right? Who lives well who behaves well, who shows up for others, who shows up for herself, who gives grace, who receives grace, that those are all the things that I believe uh, Brene Brown was talking about when, when she revealed uh, the 10 guideposts for wholehearted living. Again, if you've not seen the TED Talk on the power of vulnerability, do yourself a big favor. Uh, I think it's still one of the most watched TED Talks ever um, on YouTube. So so go go give it a listen. It's a real short one, but so powerful. Um, and, you know, she studied men and women living and loving with their whole hearts despite the risk of uncertainty. And when I first watched that, it spoke to me so profoundly. There were these groups of people that wanted to live with their whole selves and they brought their raw, humble hearts to the table and they allowed themselves to be vulnerable. Because I don't know what system you were raised in, but where I grew up and how I grew up and the system that I, uh, that I, I learned in was do not ever show vulnerability. It's a weakness. Uh, 
Do not ever admit that you're sad or you're wrong or you can't or that you need help because those are signs of weakness and society will take you out if you show vulnerability. And when I tackled that, when I rumbled with it, reckoned with it and reconciled um, and actually redirected my mindset to think just the opposite, that being vulnerable is the way we become stronger. Um, allowing ourselves to grow and fail and try again. That's when things started to really open up and make sense and create courage and determination and perseverance, which opened my creativity and brought about my abilities to move out of this comfort zone that I used to be in and refuse to move from and get into those spaces that are uncomfortable. And y'all, if I can tell you one fact, it's the uncomfortable places in life, that's where change happens. So today, as we close out our walk, just let me know what you know about vulnerability. Until we meet again, ciao.